Hi, I'm Jayant Sriram and welcome to In Focus, the Hindu's analysis podcast. Thanks for joining us. We're recording this episode on the 11th of May and as we are recording in fact Prime Minister Modi's meeting with the chief ministers the fifth such video conference to discuss life after the lockdown what life may look like after May 17th that's currently ongoing so we're still getting in a lot of details some details have come in in fact because the meeting started at 3 p.m it's a long one and uh, Suhasini Haider the Hindu's national editor is here with me to discuss And Swasni, I think given what we know so far, let's just start with um, what the PM has said as a kind of opening statement. What what were his concerns and what has he expressed? Well, let's put it this way, Jayant. Uh, you know, looking at uh, the, this meeting, and this is, I think, the fifth time the Prime Minister has been uh, video conferencing with the Chief Ministers. Uh, the the main question is: Are we going to head for lockdown phase four? Um, yeah. Uh, because we're we're about a week away from the May 17th uh, deadline for this one. And certainly it is disappointing. I don't think anyone can doubt that uh, while the first few weeks of the lockdown seem to be, uh, you know, an unchallenged success for the lockdown, uh, today it's a mixed bag. People are looking at the numbers that are growing. They're also looking at the plummeting economic numbers, you know, the ratings we've got from various international agencies as well as the actual manufacturing index uh, inside the country, the PMI being at one of its lowest, I think, since it was ever um, first uh, tabulated. Uh, So looking at both of those, uh, the question before the leaders today, and I don't think anybody really wants to be singularly responsible for taking that decision, is um, are we going to be able to lift anything by uh, next Monday? And if so, what those would be. So the prime minister essentially said that uh, making it clear that the government is set on this course of opening economic activity. uh, He, in fact, started by telling uh, the chief ministers that uh, there's global recognition, he said, for India's success. And I I, I will still hold that that's a mixed bag because there was a lot of, um, uh, I think, uh, kudos for India in terms of the way the lockdown was uh, done. Uh, and done fairly early compared to some of the other countries. Uh, but since then, you know, there's been a lot of questions about how many people are being tested and and whether lockdowns of this kind uh, really can uh, help the situation more than just uh, buy you some time. So uh, the prime minister essentially was making it clear that uh, while he feels that thus far the government has been on track, going forward, economic activities have to open up for far more. Uh, another big concern for the Prime Minister was uh, the the fact that now we are going to see a lot of labor moving into villages and the, the fear that rural India, which has so far been free from the pandemic, must not now um, come under the, uh, come inside the ambit of the coronavirus. So uh, those were the, the, the main sort of concerns the Prime Minister put out there. Uh, and uh, to be honest, he's he's been listening to chief ministers since then. He uh, he said very clearly, we'll we'll make our determination on the direction that our country is headed, uh, based on what suggestions he hears today. So making it clear that no decision has been taken as of Monday. 
uh, and it will be taken later in the week. Uh, and then, as you said, you know, it started, the meeting started at 3, at 5.30, they took uh, a break uh, for about a half an hour because it just went on so long. And then it's, uh, it is, uh, uh, you know, working into the night. But we've already heard from uh, several chief ministers about where they're headed. Right. Yeah, one of the features of the latter weeks of the lockdown, at least, is that several states, um, you know, Tamil Nadu, Gujarat, Maharashtra, particular examples of this, um, seem to be sort of only now getting to grips with the scale of the crisis. They've increased testing, they've seen numbers really uh, going up. And um, we understand that these are states that have expressed concerns, Tamil Nadu at least, I, I know of, has ex have expressed concerns about uh, the lifting of restrictions. So let's kind of break this down into um, the kind of more um, general concerns that all the states have, and then let's get into the individual ones. Uh, what Do we have a sense now, though I know that all the CMs haven't yet finished speaking, but do we have a sense of what the general concerns of the states are? Uh, you know, to be honest, Jen, there is no state that has not expressed some concern about the opening up of economic activities. It's just a question of degree as to how much they think uh, should be allowed at, uh, uh, at present. And I'll just give you a quick sampling of some of the uh, things we heard from people today. Um, yeah. As you pointed out, the Tamil Nadu chief minister particularly worried about a resumption of passenger train as well as air services. Remember last week, the the civil aviation minister, Hardi Puri, had said that he expects to see domestic flights being opened fairly soon. And then we heard that it would be just in terms of green zone to green zone, places that don't uh, see cases of the coronavirus. Um, and uh, we're still waiting to hear the final on what will happen with air services. But certainly, Passenger train services have uh, the bookings for those did start today, and that's a, a whole other story, of course, because uh, the the railway booking site crashed within hours of um, yeah. being set up. So now, with uh, with just that, should give you an idea of what chief ministers of every state are up against, because some of them will be sending labor, some of them will be receiving labor, and clearly, it's going to be a huge. A uh, number of people. So uh, the Tamil Nadu chief minister was particularly worried about that. Um, there were others, uh, for example, uh, the Rajasthan chief minister, the Punjab chief minister, I think, uh, as well as the Th Chhattisgarh chief minister, uh, you know, Congress run states uh, in general, are making the case that, um, uh, that uh, there should be a differentiation between red, green, and orange zones in terms of what would be allowed. And all of them made a case for having a little more freedom for each state to decide separately how they should go forward. In other words, uh, not have a blanket ban from the center on any one thing, uh, but for states to take their own choices. Because, you know, it's one thing we have seen, if anything, coronavirus has clearly activated uh, India's federal nature. And every yeah. state has dealt with the coronavirus in a different way. Uh, with the, uh, and, and you can see the difference in results depending on how they're working with them. Uh, so uh, so we heard from the Congress-run states pretty much saying that they would like that uh, they get a little more power in order to decide what economic activity should be started. Remember, a lot of them were in favor of uh, liquor shops being open, for example, because they were losing out on excise. So they have to, each of them, make that determination about uh, what they would prefer. Um, uh, there is another issue which is actually on agricultural activity. Uh, it has been opened up and uh, fortunately the April um, harvest has been fairly uh, good in most places. People have been in Haryana, Punjab have been able to go and sell 
their wheat crops. Um, but there are a lot of concerns being expressed about how much they can uh, allow uh, and, and assist the agricultural community with this. Uh, one of the specific concerns, or shall we say a sharper note than the others, came from West Bengal Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee, uh, who said that the lockdown should be uh, extended, but she was complaining about the fact that there is so much political differences between the center and the state uh, that has spilt into um, the coronavirus uh, fight. And um, in terms of not just uh, the West Bengal government being hauled up by the center in terms of uh, the number of cases that they had uh, been able to tally, uh, but also in terms of uh, where the government has been assisting and not assisting state government. So uh, West Bengal Chief Minister made a point of saying that there needs to be a united fight and that this, this should not be a political thing. Um, finally, we did hear from uh, uh, Odisha Chief Minister, Odisha Chief Minister Naveen Patnayak, who didn't outright say that there was, uh, there should be an extension of the lockdown. In other words, not in favor of um, uh, necessarily, uh, um, uh, you know, lockdown phase four, but said that every state should have broad principles and um, and then they should have the discretion really to go about it in whatever way they 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 see fit um, one of the big concerns and and this has been across all of them has been the idea that trains uh, once you open up all train facilities you are going to deal with uh, you know you won't be able to perhaps um, uh, you know uh, control the numbers quite as easily. So there has been some concern about that. Uh, but in, 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 in other terms, most of the chief ministers seem to be in favor of, uh, you know, uh, extending, at least in some part, the lockdown restrictions. Right. And we understand that um, there are still some chief ministers who are still to go, even as we're recording this. And uh, Mr. Modi is also going to be giving a closing address. Are we expecting any significant announcements? by the end of the night? I think the Prime Minister has already made it clear that he uh, will take the suggestions he hears today into account before making his uh, uh, final decision. We might over the next couple of days, Jayant, uh, much as we had after between lockdown phase two and phase three, um, see certain uh, uh, relaxations when it comes to the coronavirus uh, restrictions uh, going into place. We might also actually see a lot more in terms of uh, allowing travel between uh, the states because this uh, is a problem from a different point which is that now that flights are being allowed into the country uh, and ships possibly could come bringing passengers with them that uh, uh, that, that obviously everybody is not going to belong just to the port that or airport that they come into and they are going to need help once uh, quarantine facilities, uh, quarantine um, uh, and all of that has been completed to go back to their villages and their uh, hometowns. And, and, and therefore, some kind of easing in to travel is uh, something that most uh, officials in government at least feel is required. How they're going to be able to do it is going to be the big question. Jacob Koshi, the Hindu's deputy science editor, joins me now. Jacob, uh, Swasni and I were just discussing um, the easing of the lockdown and the concerns that various state chief ministers have. And and uh, and chief among those concerns, uh, not just for the CMs, but for everybody, is the fact that um, we're seeing, we're breaking new records every day in the number of cases that we're registering. Um, every day seems to come with a new kind of 24-hour peak. 
what are the latest numbers there and what more can you tell us so jen the latest uh, number is uh, today uh, that is we get an update only in the morning at 9 am so uh, yeah. today's an update was that india posted nearly 4213 new cases and uh, this pushes our numbers you know uh, 67000 plus and we are slowly inching towards 70000 at this point we are close to canada and peru i mean again these are two countries uh, with which india has closely been uh, uh, in terms of number of uh, positives has been clo- has been closely matched for the past uh, week or so again india is uh, number 15 among the top 15 uh, 12 countries in the world uh, in terms of number of cases and uh, our testing is uh, is rather uh, impressive in aggregate numbers we have tested nearly 1.6 million samples so far that places us at number 7 in the world but again as a fraction of our population we are still among the bottom most uh, in the world so the numbers continue to be led the infections continue to be led by maharashtra gujarat west bengal and delhi where maharashtra is for a long time now is head or heels above number 2 i mean it is it is at 13 to 14000 now and the next number to gujarat is still you know in the uh, Five to six, uh, four to five, four to six thousand. You know, it's in that range. The basic point being that Maharashtra, even though it's got the maximum, conducted the maximum number of tests in this country, most of those tests are uh, showing a significant number as positive. But given this, uh, and given that uh, you know now we are less than a week away from May sixteenth, uh, uh, sorry, from May uh, May seventeenth, when you know uh, India's lockdown 3.0 is supposedly uh, scheduled to end it does not look like uh, you know those initial predictions by uh, the niti ayog head and chairman of the uh, medical committee uh, uh, dr vk paul who had you know shown this graph that sh- uh, that showed that the number of active cases would decline to zero by may 17th you know that is very very unlikely to happen so it is it and it looks like you know we are going to be living with a certain number of cases uh, you know at least uh, for uh, uh, all of this month because as we discussed before unless and until we see significant improvements in maharashtra gujarat delhi we are not going to actively see a decline of this pandemic but on the other hand there have been some interesting developments as to icmr again the official resp- uh, position still is that there is no community transmission and again there was a question in the health ministry briefing today and again it was reiterated that uh, there is no community transmission but the icmr has recently announced a plan uh, you know to test uh, using antibody or zero surveillance testing it is going to be uh, uh, examining nearly uh, uh, 75 districts uh, and of uh, high incidence districts and it will basically uh, look for the presence of antibodies in you know in nearly 10 health facilities in each of these district i mean uh, so this will basically compare the level of antibodies if any in you know uh, uh, out uh, outpatients such as you know those who don't have serious illnesses and compare them to high risk populations such as health uh, health workers and basically this is to see uh, two things one is whether is there any covid uh, positivity in the larger population that is uh, you know undetected kind of uh, infections 
and uh, whether uh, you know the uh, this anti these antibody tests how well they compare to uh, you know the the standard pcr tests and uh, you know whether they are a reliable indicator of uh, you know covid infections so this is basically to expand testing into a larger uh, community right so yeah in terms of the um, in terms of the antibody tests just before we move on to another question do we have a, i mean are, are, the, are the issues with antibody testing now sorted do we have a do we have an approved kind of antibody test that uh, can be deployed yes and no uh, because the initial antibody test uh, that were promised were the rapid antibody tests i mean these could be with a pin prick be uh, delivered at the you know you know at 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 point of care which means that you know you could just go up to a person prick him and you know within 15 minutes you could you would know whether the antibodies are generated what we now have is something called the elisa antibody test these are in theory more accurate you you use El- elisa antibody test actually for hiv infections etc however okay. while this is more uh, accurate it requires analysis in a lab so that means you are still going to have the same ish- problems with PCR in the sense that you have to collect samples, you have to send them to labs, you have to wait for a certain number of them to be collectively tested. Results will be known out of some time. This is just like your typical blood test that you would be familiar with for malaria or dengue, etc. When you know you need a certain amount of time uh, to know whether right. you're positive or negative. And again, being an antibody test, it is not going to be as uh, as hundred percent reliable as a RT PCR test because. it again checks for infections indirectly and does not really detect the presence of the virus uh, but nevertheless the uh, because this icmr and uh, niv have uh, announced a collaboration with zydus cadilla that is uh, a, a gujarat based pharmaceutical company and they will be producing this uh, antibody test uh, the icmr has also announced uh, uh, a kind of larger community surveillance so this is basically going to Uh, test for the presence of antibodies in a larger population of in in seventy-five districts, high incidence districts across the country, and uh, nearly one point six lakh patients uh, people are going to be tested. This is going to be divided into a group of uh, high-risk uh, uh, patients, that is, healthcare workers who actually deal in hospitals and are in contact with uh, um, uh, COVID-positive patients. as well as a larger community of people who don't show any uh, influenza like illnesses etc this is just to gauge a to determine if there is actual community transmission officially the icmr and the government continues to maintain that there is no ic uh, there is no uh, community transmission but uh, apparently this is going to throw more light on that issue but uh, Uh, you know there are nearly 200 samples per week that will be uh, evaluated and nearly 800 samples for a month so in about a couple of months time at least this is going to be one of the largest research research surveys in the world and you know we will get a larger broader understanding of how uh, this has spread in the company uh, in in the community what are the level of asymptomatics how many presymptomatics and whether at least in certain areas or states some amount of so called herd immunity might have already started to uh, manifest itself right and just um, some news that we missed over the weekend was that the icmr made some some rather brief actually not very substantive substantive but uh, some announcements about developing a vaccine that might be developed in india yeah kind of joining this uh, global race of vaccines that's 
yeah. it's a bit hard to follow uh, quite honestly but what is the what did the icmr say about that well it was announced very late in the evening but actually it's a very very preliminary piece of news so icmr's niv again national institute of virology has said it has tied up with bharat biotech international limited one of india's most prominent vaccine um, and biotech companies which is based out of hyderabad so right. uh, the niv has said that it will be uh, giving one of its strains the uh, the actual covid strains uh that is isolated and it will be giving it to bharat biotech and they will potentially use it to develop a vaccine now that is a very limited uh, kind of step in the sense we do not know anything about how will this virus strain will it be an inactivated kind of virus uh, that can be made into a vaccine or will there be just certain genes that are going to be used to be used in some kind of dna vaccine no other details were shared neither by bharat biotech nor by the icmr niv so it's you we really should not be keeping our hopes uh, higher because there are several other initiatives including from india the serum institute for instance has partnered with oxford university to test out its uh, adenovirus uh, vaccine and serum has already said that you know uh, it could start production uh, as early as uh, uh, mid june so we really do not know where the bharat biotech niv collaboration is going bharat biotech parallelly also has other uh, research collaborations with other international groups uh, most prominently with uh, two groups in the us and again uh, and these vaccine development efforts are already in early human trials and parabatic is just will play the role of you know producing the vaccine if it is promising etc and uh, you know uh, these are already uh, they these have already made significant headway so i really do not see whether Uh, the icmr niv bharat biotech collaboration actually yielding quick results but you never know anyway the deadline is at least a, a year away is what i would imagine as of now okay jacob thank you for that update and we'll keep a very close watch on the numbers all through the week uh, sure. as we move move toward uh, the end of lockdown 3.0 and see what comes next